Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Corner Talks podcast. Today, I have a good friend, talented photographer, Daniel Adamora. What's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Just another day on the grind, you know? So definitely, definitely grateful to be able to do what I love for a living. So I'm grateful to be on the podcast with you. This is sweet. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, you said it right there. You know, on the grind, grind never stops, that's for sure. Even when you think it's over, it's just begun. <laughs> and that's kind of how yeah. I felt coming back from the Nima Nash tour, which we'll get into. That's where we kind of uh, became acquainted and uh, developed a friendship. Um, and now we're here on the podcast, you know, discussing our journeys and uh, getting uh, to know each other even better, enlightening mm-hmm. the audience on our, uh, you know, kind of experiences and what we've uh, kind of gone through and what shaped us and defined us as creatives to this day yeah awesome so yeah daniel such a pleasure to have you join me as a guest um we met in vancouver i should mention you know i'm in toronto right now you're in vancouver (laughs) and uh we had a little bit of a mix up with the time change uh time difference i should say what am i saying um but that's normal right like that's that's how it is for an la company um so i always forgot that i was like three hours ahead um which works to some advantages i i would say um but yeah we met on the podcast the behind the scenes podcast of enjoy your 24 um great Mm -hmm. guys great crew you guys had um basically you know interviewing nima naz and mark anthony sinagoga as they were touring uh across canada for the i'm your sugar daddy tour um and it was a lot of fun yeah just catching up just seeing kind of creators in the works um and getting to know you as well you know with your badass sony fx camera (laughs) you know just flash and flexing that online um you know i got the a7 III. i'm looking to upgrade soon but man like when you told me the price tag of that i'm like yo i gotta it's it's a little bit yeah just a side note i was saving for a while for that for sure no i was just saying i was saving for a little bit i I was gonna get the uh, a7 like a year and a half ago i was saving like all year for that yeah and then i decided to hold off i can't remember why i didn't buy it oh i think because i wanted to like just go out like the i want to get the ninja the camera the lens everything and so i was saving for the full package and i started hearing about the fx um three and i was like oh like what is this right now and started looking to other cameras and whatnot so i just waited like two three years and just kept saving so that's the only reason i was able to get it i just didn't pull the trigger sooner on the on the sony yeah no for um, sure no seven three yeah, I think, uh, I believe you did the right thing. Even the comedians were complimenting you. They had no idea what the technology <laughs> was all about, but they heard the name and they knew it was a badass camera. Uh, when I heard yeah. it, my eyebrows raised and I said, oh, I'll just put my little toy away. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> I honestly felt really small in the room, you know, but uh, nonetheless, I, I, I admire that uh, you're, you know, involved in the craft. Um, you're hustling, you're doing your thing. Um, it, was, it was admirable to see you uh, work away. Um you know, just wanted to know a side note. How does it shoot the FX, uh, Sony FX in, in night? Is it even better, more superior? Oh, it's 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 fantastic. Night and day. I love it. Night and day. That being said, um, I'm coming from like the Canon family, which is not bad, but it's not as good as Sony in in the night and in, in low light situations. Um, and the last camera I had was a 77D, so it wasn't even like canon's top line so for me it's a game changer i have used the uh 7s the sony a7s before um s3 and i like it i think it's good i can't remember like i can't mentally remember the picture difference between that in low light and mine in low light because i know they were both better than my canon um but like right now it's just ridiculous the the work I'm, i'm able to shoot in low light like it's night and day difference that's awesome. Well, I'm so happy to hear about that. Um, and yeah, that's definitely something on my wish list, uh, something that mm-hmm. I'm looking to invest in. 
Um, but getting back to, you know, you as a photographer, uh, your career, I want to know, how did you become one? Mm -hmm. Yeah, good question. So it's kind of been an interesting journey. So actually, it started in high school, really, is where the whole love and passion came from. Right. And uh, I was pri I'm primarily actually a videographer. That's like my main bread and butter. And photography actually kind of came along with it. That's um, right. That's right. You were explaining Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. So, th so that's kind of how it is. But now I do like, it just depends what the client asks for at this point. Right. But yeah, I started in high school. Um, I used to play basketball and my basketball coach was the film teacher when I was in grade 12. So I was like, okay, I just want to have my coach and my teacher. Right. I'm going to take this course. Yeah. Um, so I ended up just taking this course just for fun. Just to, like, I think it's an easy A, right. Cause my coach is a teacher. Exactly. Um, and I ended up falling in love with it. And I remember, um, the, I remember the moment I fell in love it was that we were trying to make a commercial so we can pick whatever brand, whatever we want to do. And I, I decided to do a Nike commercial. Um, and yeah, just the amount of work that, I put into that <clears throat> excuse me i think i put like 30 hours at the time for like this 30 second video which oh wow now i look back at it yeah i'm like honestly that would take me like legit 45 minutes shooting and editing now to do it's just like but that <laughs> was one of you, that was one of your first projects you're, you're explaining so that's yeah. why it took you such a long while wow that's such insane a long time yeah, yeah yeah but i i really put my heart and soul into it i really was like oh my god i can shoot a nike commercial like this is sick and just watch like all these videos online like of actual use um, nike commercials on yeah. youtube and just trying to you know duplicate something and i i won an award for that in high school so it's just such a like um that's amazing such a rewarding experience yeah that i just fell in love with it and just kept doing it for fun. I didn't have a camera after high school. So it's just like, I just like, you know, whenever I see a shooter, you know, whatever, I'd always ask questions whenever I see a photographer. And then a couple of years after I got my first camera, um, again, mostly videography, a bit of photography. Right. Um, photography just, they just kind of go together, especially because photography, in my opinion, is easier, at least afterwards for editing. Oh, 100%. Um, it's not as instantaneous, yeah. right? It's more of a process, uh, post-production for video. 100%. Exactly. And you can be so much more creative with the video, which is why I liked it. But then yeah. it's like that creativity can lead you down 10 paths. And then you end up being like, you know what, I want to start again, do something different. So it's like, yeah, yeah. There's photography. <laughs> it's really. like you got one, one photo to focus on, right? So yeah. um, anyway, it's just a wrap up. Yeah. So just kept doing that for fun. Um, got my first camera maybe six years ago now. Started taking it more serious about three years ago. And now I'm here. You know, now I, get, I do it every day. Well, it sounds like a marvelous story. Um, it sounds like you killed it, um, you know, making that Nike commercial. What a, a great uh, breakthrough into the industry, right? Um, a first kind yeah. of exposure for yourself, uh, working for a high profile brand like that. Um, you know, and I love that you said it served as an inspiration, like going online and seeing, you know, how you could best approach the project. Uh, because commercials like Nike, Adidas, uh, car commercials, uh, really the basis of marketing. Uh, begins with those brands, um, Coca-Cola, I should mention. And I actually studied that in university. So I can relate highly to mm. intertwining, uh, marrying the two, I should say, like film, photography, and marketing, um, product branding, all that things together. Um, because essentially it all comes down to storytelling, right? Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. If we look at it, right? Like we, you and I, again, like to re refresh the audience, you know, we met uh, on this I'm Your Sugar Daddy tour this for com comedians. And, you know, before this tour, I would never have thought I'd be working with comedians um, because I just didn't see that uh, being my route, you know, uh, as a film director. And then I take a step back and said, you know, as a create, creative person, I always believe in this notion that creativity knows no bound. And you if you want to tell a story, it can be told in any which way or in any medium as for yourself. Right. You went from video to photography. So um, that's really exciting and, and uh, insightful. And I'm so happy that you uh, pursued another avenue. 
um, and it's working in your favor, as we'll discuss more. <laughs> so, um, but before we get into that, I want to know now making this transition, making this move into the arts, uh, were you, did you go to school for it? Uh, did you like kind of learn the craft uh, at a post-secondary in institution? Um, or did you just shadow uh, like a highly skilled apprentice in the industry? Yeah, honestly, I'm going to say I got really lucky on this um, to be where I'm at right now, even though I'm still like nothing compared to other people in the world. But right. I never went to school um, for it. The only course I've ever taken really was just that high school course, um, at least before I took it serious. Um, like right now, I'll, I'll go like buy different online courses right. and whatnot. I'm sure you, I don't know if you heard probably full, full time filmmaker. Um, Peter uh, I might have, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so like I've taken his course into a bunch of different stuff. So I, I take courses here and there, but I never went the traditional route of going to like film school or taking photography classes in university. <clears throat> I actually studied, I studied business and engineering in university. So like complete opposite of like what I do now. But um, yeah, awesome. so yeah, yeah, no. It's, so it's just an interesting, just something I've just always, I've always enjoyed it. Like, it's weird. I'm, I'll tell you some stories. Like I remember sure. I was that kid Mm -hmm. in like elementary school that would actually pay attention to the commercials like till today <laughs> i still pay attention to the commercials like i would be like how do they shoot that like you see the chips falling in slow motion and like you know like how do they do that and like the fruits like splash in the water for some like so happy you said commercial that, yeah i'm the <laughs> same way man i can resonate for sure yeah i'm the same way man i was i was fascinated to this day like even before a movie starts in a theater they play like 500 commercials and yeah. i'm always fascinated by how shot they're all shot cinematically right um, mm -hmm. with the music and you know just how the, sh the scenes are constructed um the cinematography involved so yeah I, I agree with you on that for sure yeah so true and I remember a funny story when I was a kid I, I will never forget this day it was so like I don't know what happened to me but I was like I think uh nine years old at the time right or ten uh we just came to Canada like a year or two ago I came to Canada when I was eight and we were watching tv <clears throat> we we're watching Tom and Jerry um Oh man, those cartoons, good old days. Yeah, <laughs> and of it was course, watching yeah. Tom and Jerry. Some some uh, commercial comes on, and I remember being so fixated by the commercial that as soon as the commercial ended, there was another commercial, and between that like second commercial and the first one, I forgot what show we were watching. That's. Crazy. I remember I was with my siblings. I was like, "Wait, what show were you watching?" They're like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "No, seriously, like, what are we watching?" They're like, <laughs> they're just mocking me like, "Damn, yeah, shut yeah. up!" Like. You know what we're watching we were just watching it but like i was so captivated by that commercial and just intrigued by it that i genuinely could not remember that we were watching tom and jerry and i was so frustrated because i was like i know i'm about to find out in 30 seconds once the commercials are over but i want to know now because how the hell do i forget when i just watched it a minute ago and then like i'm just like confused all of a sudden boom it pops i'm like oh yeah tom and jerry my siblings don't even remember it to this day because they thought i was joking i guess it's just like some insignificant part of their life but to me that just like shook me how intrigued I was by commercial and ads. And to me, just showed that, you know, ads obviously work. Um, and to this day, I've never forgotten that. And I've always been interested in like ads and marketing since that age. And I guess from that ex experience. Um, and I think that's why when I took this course in high school, I was like, you know, super invested into it because of those experiences growing up and just being paying attention to those things. Like even in high school, I remember um, before taking this course, um, you know, this is kind of like how I learned. I would watch uh, YouTube videos. It's a program or uh, a company called Ball is Life. They're a huge basketball media organization. Right. Um, and they'll make like highlight tapes. So they were like the first of their kind in like 2010, two early 2000s, where they'll make like fancy, flashy looking highlight tapes with these basketball players. And I would watch it on YouTube. And I remember I like pause and play like frame by frame to see like 
try and figure out how do they do that? You know, it'd have been yeah. much easier just to go to school for this probably. But reverse engineer it, right? <laughs> yeah, but exactly. Yeah. I try and reverse engineer everything. Even today, like if I'm watching Netflix, my I don't have a roommate now, but my old roommate will sometimes get annoyed because like, I'll be like, yo, hold on, just pause that for a second. Let's just play that back. And I'm trying to figure out like the camera angles. Yeah. So, long story short, that's me. Like I've never taken, um, I never went to school for this. I've always just really been paying attention to everything visually that I see. If I'm on my phone, I see some app. If I'm seeing an ad on Snapchat, just anything visual, I pay attention to it. And I really think about it. Like I don't skip over ads. Um, I don't really think like, oh, what is that? I want to buy it. I'm thinking like, how do they shoot that? What kind of equipment do they use? And then I'll do research, right? I'll, I'll go search things up, you know, like what equipments are used, why, you know, what the, what are the best um, apertures and settings? How do they have to set the environment? You know, I'll look into behind the scenes um, on different movie sets or TV shows, you know, and it's so interesting. So many small things that you don't think about, for example, like how much weather plays into the shooting of a film is ridiculous. You know, you're at, you got this shot where the lighting was at this certain point of the time of the day and now it's gone. Now you have to wait 24 hours to the next day to get the same lighting to shoot the exact same scene that if the lighting was in a studio, you just do in the next 45 minutes to an hour. But because yep. of time, the lights change, you know, so simple things like that that you don't really notice or pay attention to or think about when you're watching the movie that you're like, oh, no, that that's a huge point. But we notice. <laughs> Exactly. Creative people exactly. notice. Yeah. No, oh, I, yeah. I, and I, and I love that you gave just that whole speech about um, being in a constant state of curiosity. Um, Cause that's what mm -hmm. you need to be as an artist. And I find that highly commendable about you uh, just getting to learn more about you um, just how inquisitive you are and detail oriented um, and observant really. Um, that's something that my whole life, even before I was a creative or got into the arts um, I always saw that as like a natural kind of state of mind. I was always like observing um, the smallest things in life, people often like would joke or comment, oh, you're very observant. And I see how vital that is, how, how critical it plays into a role of uh, a creative individual like yourself or like me, right? Um, where you need to be always looking at, you know, how things are constructed or why are things made a certain way? I guess always being in a reasoning, always asking yourself or questioning um, whatever you're viewing, not taking it at face yeah. value, right? And that's why I brought Absolutely. up the reverse engineer. It's like, you know, let's say I produce a video that you really enjoyed or you produce a, a photograph that I really um, enjoyed myself. You know, I'm going to ask those questions or I'm going to investigate how you got those shots, how you got to that point, um, that state of mind, right? That vision. Uh, mm -hmm. How did you realize it all the way through? So, yeah, no, that's very that's great, man. I'm so happy you're on the right path um, and, and how you should be, how you should approach your material as a, as a creative. Um, and you're always, again, staying curious, um, keeping yeah. you full in that in that energy and that spirit. Um, because as creatives, like, I like what you mentioned about the video aspect is like, it, it's more strenuous, you know, uh, the post-production process. Uh, and at times yeah. for me, what's crazy is that it can get boring because your, your mind's like, I already think about the next project and you're like, yeah. you're already done with it, but you gotta, that's the discipline, right? You gotta kind of stick through with it. So photography yeah. allows you for more of that instantaneous kind of, uh, you know, reward, um, that dopamine hit. Um, but nevertheless, you know, uh, we do it because like you said, it's, it's, it's in our nature. It's kind of like all we kind of see ourselves doing, um, in that, in that curiosity, but that's great, man. So like I mentioned before, we were capturing the behind the scenes footage of Nima Nas, Mark Anthony Synagoga, uh, in Vancouver. And, you know, we were proud to see you were hired for the comedy show, uh, at the Vancouver venue. Um, because again, you were covering the behind the scenes for it enjoy your 24. And then when I saw you pop up for that venue, I was like, Oh, look at this guy hustling, killing it. Um, and the whole team loved your work. You know, we shared it in our group chat. 
Um, and that even you even uh, went above and beyond. It reminded me of my myself. I uh, kind of had a little bit of a smile on my, on my face watching your video. Uh, you made yourself like a little edit, even though you were kind of like hired to do so or you were asked to do so. You kind of just went above and beyond, which is something, again, highly admirable um, in this business, especially. So I want to know, like, how do you develop and acquire your clients for this business? Yeah, so <clears throat> um, I'm actually working on a new system to do it um, more streamlined. So right now it's just kind of like random on the freelance run and gun. freelance. Yeah. Just Is this like, full time for you? If I, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's full time. So I feel like I've been doing this for so many years that people know I do this. Okay. So I get a lot of referrals. Um, I have a few customers repeating. I have like a few like main clients that I, I'll get to how I got them. But awesome. a lot of the work is just kind of like word of mouth, like just here and there. Yeah, like 100%. how I got this, is, um, <laughs> one of my new clients. Actually, you know, let me tell you how I, how I got to, how we're on this call. It's super okay, sure. funny. Yeah. So it all started in the club. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's the funny part. Oh, are we I'm going way club. back? <laughs> yeah or not even like probably like just this summer like a few months ago oh okay um yeah so not too far ago but just to understand like how i get my business because i feel like the way i am is is the reason why i will be successful like you said that like, yes. people like us we're yeah. always inquisitive we're always curious we're always trying to just figure this out and be out there so we're like personable me, too like we're, what I'm oh saying yeah is, like when i met you and we connected I, I i loved your attitude and your aura like you're very receptive thank you and mm-hmm. I like that you're a good sport uh, that I said, you know, you want to be on the podcast, not to validate my, me or kind of like satisfy anything that I need, but it's like the fact that you want that exposure, you want to talk about your story and you, you see the benefit of that. That's when I knew mm-hmm. like, Absolutely. yeah, you're on the right path. But yeah, I uh, just wanted to interject that. Yeah, no, for sure. That's great. So yeah, uh, basically what happened was I'm the kind of guy where it's like, I'm always, I love, like you just said, a personal love talking to people, yeah. new people, and I'm always thinking business, bro. I'm always thinking good like, for I got you, some- buddy big plans man i'm telling you right now <laughs> anyways awesome. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah for sure. so i'm in the club and i'm just like networking with people and i just randomly ask like oh, some people I'm like hey man randomly i know we're all drinking and shit but does anyone here like want a free video or need a video for the business i'm looking for media service or anything like that just at like, the club randomly right and one guy's like um actually i i know some, like some of my buddies have businesses that might want this so like i could introduce you to them if you want to make sure so introduce me to just your table and just like them talk, because I leave my table, go to their table, just introduce myself, whatever, and exchange contact with one guy. Um, and after he's like, yeah, I got this, you know, shoot that I'm setting up, like, in a couple of weeks, if you want to come out. Like, I already got people for it, but if you want to just kind of see how we do it, right. you can come get your own content. And just, and I was like, yeah, honestly, it would be a great way to build my portfolio. Now, the reason I was doing this, offering people free work, is because prior, I only did sports, and I only did basketball for the most right. part. And I'll explain how I got those clients in a second. And that's kind of like my bread and butter. But I'm just like, man, I want to do more. So let me just like network. Just literally yeah. everywhere I go, yeah. if I have a good conversation, hey, do you know anyone that has a business that could use media work? Literally, that's my line. Every time I meet someone and have a good connection, hey, do you know anyone that has a business and could use media work? Simple. Um, so this guy invites me. I come to a shoot like a month later. And it's just like a few like fitness girls and models, stuff like that at the nutrition store. Um, and they have the photographer and long story short, I did exactly for him what I did for you and for, uh, Nima, I went above and beyond. So he only needed a few photos and even need my content because he had a photographer there. Right. But I decided to give them photos and videos, um, for it and create a month worth of content for the Instagram. Cause I noticed the Instagram wasn't very good. And, um, and it's so funny because after I did that, I, I ended up staying like two hours longer than the shooter to be able to get enough content for it all. And it was after I created it, then the owner told me, hey, honestly, like, 
the the person I've been working with hasn't been doing a good job. We haven't like wanted her to do better, but after seeing your stuff, like we're considering re- replacing you with her. Sorry, this is the Vancouver show. Uh, no, this is uh, at oh the club. Uh, so this the guy at the club. And right. there's a nutrition store now. Oh, okay, okay, right, right. Yeah, so wanted me to take over the media from the nutrition store. So I was like, sure, let me do it. There you so go. Long. So I got them, them as a client. So we just started, actually, this was two weeks ago. We started working with them officially. Um, and then he tells me, hey, I got a buddy who's looking for a photographer um, for something. And I just saw his Instagram story. Okay, cool. So he refers me to it. I find out, so that's um, Enjoy Your 24. That's Muhammad, right? Oh, right. Muhammad's a, a coach in the basketball community. So he already knew me from the work I did right. for the basketball league. And so it's like, yeah, let's definitely work together. So that's how I got that gig. And then from there, obviously, I'm trying to do more, get, grabbing photos of everyone, connecting with, um, with uh, oh, what's, oh, oh, Oled, Oled or Oled, what's his name again? Um, oh, Omid. 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 Omid, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, so connecting with him that he just, Asked me, like, you know, if I was interested in doing photos and whatnot. It's like, sure, right? So just one thing after the other after the other. That's kind of how I ended up connecting with you guys and, and being there. But it's funny because it all started by me in a club randomly asking a, some friends and people, does anyone know anyone who has a business that needs media? Simple, right? Exactly. So I'm I'm a huge, like, advocate for just putting yourself out there in any facet like this. Who knows who's going to see this podcast um, and want to do some work with me in the future? Because, oh, I saw this guy on a podcast like six months ago and I love what you were saying, blah, 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 blah. Just, you know, you never know. Exactly. So yeah. always put yourself out there. Yeah. No, that's, that's why, again, I, I commended you on coming on the podcast. It wasn't for validate me like, oh, I need guests. You know what I mean? It's like, why wouldn't this guy want to come on my podcast? It wasn't mm-hmm. an ego driven thing. It was more like as a creative, um, you would want to get your name out there as much as you can. You know, obviously you have to see yeah. if it aligns with your brand and like, you don't want to be on anyone's podcast, right? If it doesn't kind of uh, fit with your values, but if we're Absolutely. hitting it off, having a good time, like I've dealt with creatives, you know, back to that point, it's like, they were too shy or they were insecure about it or this and that. And I'm saying, you know, how are you guys going to be successful? How are you guys going to get out there in an age of digital media? Like you have to mm-hmm. constantly be, have some sort of presence. Right. Um, yeah. But I'm just saying, as like, I, I, I liked your attitude, you know, taking the risk, taking the challenge, putting yourself out there. I think that's so important. I often say with my buddies mm-hmm. showing up, that's the hardest part, right? Like, yeah. you know, people think the content itself is hard, getting it done. Of course, it's hard in its own right, but it all starts with showing up on that first day. Did you show up on that first day? Right. And you've proven that time and again with the clubs, you know, doing it for free, um, you know, with that podcast behind the scenes and now with that Vancouver venue show. Right. It's like you yeah. chose to show up all the time. Nothing was ever above you, you know, or sorry, beneath you. Um and yeah, yeah, you, you did uh, the best you could with that. And now your name's out there, you know what I mean? And it's like, this is how the ball kind of keeps rolling, right? We have a podcast together. We, I remember you, you know, uh, we connect uh, maybe on a future project when I come to Vancouver, whatever happens, you know what I mean? You maybe come yeah. to Toronto, you know what I mean? Like that's how it starts, right? So it all so starts true. with showing up because I saw you there. Um, that's how, that's how uh, it took off, right? But yeah, that's awesome, yeah. man. So you answered my question a bit, you know, you said you're not working primarily for enjoy your 24. Um, mm-hmm. You have a bunch of freelance gigs happening. So that was just yeah. one of those moments I crossed paths with you. Um, yeah. And you guys. So, ju- yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Just, yeah. Cause I know I kind of mentioned how I got business now. Yeah. Um, sure. This is, I think you got to put your name out there for sure. But I feel like if you can create a system where it's like <clears throat> just consistent, right. And you can do the math on it. That's the best way to get business. Cause I'm a stress-free because doing what I'm doing is only because I already have clients that pay the bills. Like, um, my main bread and butter is running event media, 
So um, I'm trying to get into the corporate world a bit more, but mostly sports. So basketball tournaments, um, I'll bring my crew. It'll be a couple thousand dollars for the weekend, just like the budget. So it's, right. it's good money split split it between the crew. And like summertime, we're booked like every weekend, sometimes double booked. That's awesome. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah so that's kind of what I do. And then now I'm just trying to do other things. But really what I would recommend if somebody asks me like, hey, what, how do you recommend I get business? Um, you need to have a portfolio, first yeah. and foremost. People need to see what you can do. Um, you want to diversify that portfolio if you want to. Like I recommend people diversify, not doing one thing, but have a diverse portfolio, have your best work uh, and then offer free work, free to fee. It's something, something that Peter Walbeck stands by. It's like, hey, I'll do this for free if you like it. You know, then we can talk about working together. That's something Honestly. that I've, I've recently adopted myself because I wasn't too crazy about that idea. I, like mm. seeing how much, how many years I spent in the business, but um, I learned quickly. Like that's vital um, if you really, yeah. especially if you're working with bigger, bigger clients that have even more that's competition, it. right? Yeah. It's like how else yeah. do you just say, "Yo, I want to work with you." Like, like you said, it's like just give them uh, something to like a demo, and exactly. if they don't like it, hey, you tried. But if they do like mm. it, okay, now we can talk business, right? Yeah. You know, the biggest selling point in that is it's not even the work. It's you. You have to sell yourself yeah, you're because right. people do business with people at the end of the day. You're right. right? You're right. You and I can probably create. I know we can create great work. Not probably. Yeah. We both create <laughs> great work. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And there's a bunch of other people out here that create great work. But it's like, why would someone pick me over you or you over me? Exactly. Most times it comes. Well, I mean, right now, probably because of where we're located. <laughs> no, <laughs> honestly, yeah. Toronto pick you. But a lot of times it comes down to, hey, do I actually like this person? You know? Are they on time? Do they communicate well? Do they keep their word, right? And are they a good person? Is it professional? Good yeah. Professional, right? So it's like when you go with the free to feed model, first make sure it's a company that actually has money. Don't just offer some like high school kid, hey, I'll make your free video. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. going to take it, right? <laughs> like, they, they, yeah, they can actually own up to, yeah, they can follow through with that promise. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Unless you have zero videos and you need to build a portfolio, then yeah, do whatever you can just to create a portfolio. No, I'm talking at an intermediate professional level. Like, you can yeah. still, like, I, I did that, you know, uh, for a couple of times um where i just would do a project it also it's because you know the value i'm providing it's something that's for the brand that's never they've never seen before uh mm. you know what i mean like that's that's a yeah. whole different conversation so if you're going to a brand and you're saying i could do this for you right um you got to help them realize that vision <laughs> and the only way to yeah. do this actually do it you know what i mean you can't yeah. just talk about it um yeah. so what i'm saying is that's what i had to do uh, a couple of times but now that people can understand you know where i'm coming from uh like i like what you said it's like People do business with people, not, you know, the product, not what you're offering. Um, yeah. Yes, that serves a huge vital point, but it all starts with who you are as an individual. And I've gotten Absolutely. praise for that many times, um, mm -hmm. you know, whoever I'm corresponding with directly, that uh, we chose you out of other, you know, directors, because you're the one that not only had the vision, but, you know, had the etiquette, you know, had the professionalism. Um, mm -hmm. you know, these other guys weren't even bringing value. They were just kind of like, hit me up if you need me. And it's like, you know, if you, you tell me what you need, why would I hit you up? You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, um, I, that was a lot of, that, that was very, uh, flattering to hear. Um, because I didn't realize that, like, I always knew, especially the clients I deal with, like, there's always going to be competition and there's already people like messaging, but I had no idea. Cause I feel grateful. Like out of all the people singled out, I was chosen because, uh, it all goes back to, you know, the values that were instilled with me by my mm -hmm. parents. God bless them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've just had to deal with people, how to talk to people, um, always be respectful. And like I said, and like we said, go above and beyond. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, there are so many times where I would do work that I wasn't getting paid for or like, 
and not even that it's just like the hours like people say like calculate how much hours it'll take you and it's like listen it might take me this amount of hours might take me that but if i tell them a fee and then i and then we agree on the fee i'm not going to start charging more because it took more hours you know and it's like i do it because i want it to be done at the best of its ability and it requires mm-hmm. that much creativity right obviously like you have to assess the client and you know ha- have a trust with them you know what i mean like you're not being yeah. taken advantage of but yeah, that uh, happens a lot in this industry <laughs> no but but you get As my you point know. you get my point it's yeah. like pick and choose your battles like if you're dealing with a trustworthy client um and you develop a strong relationship it's like an honor system with them you know you don't mm. want to start saying yo i'm going to charge you more because like this is costing me way too much it's like no it's like uh, go a little bit above and beyond and they'll they'll remember you like even more than more so than the other guy you know what i mean it's kind of create a little bit create a relationship with these people as opposed to just a business transaction. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I respect exactly what you said. And man, just learning more about you on this podcast, I, re- I really uh, admire, you know, the, the head you got on your shoulders. You, you seem very focused and career driven. So I just have to like Thank throw you. that out there. Um, so, you know, speaking of your videography skills, your photography skills, and, you know, these uh, endless clients that keep approaching you in the business. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention is people often discuss passive income, you know, our generation, they're always talking about how do you make money without, you know, working, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my whole thing, what I'm trying to cultivate is a passive network, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. And that basically means is I have people connecting for me in the background. So I don't even have to one day reach out myself. Do you know what I mean? Like my work speaks oh, for yeah. itself. Do you get what I'm saying about that? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, instead of worrying about like, you know, this income that's like, Hey, don't get me wrong. I still want to make that passive income eventually or that multiple sources. Um, I think at our stage in our life or like in our career, we should be really be focusing on that passive network because a lot of clients, and and I'm sure you can testify yourself have come to me uh, recently because of this network that I've, this brand I've created for myself and the work I've created, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I feel like, it's it's all about who you know, not just what you know, right? It's who you're connected to and, and where that can take you. You never know. So I agree with that. Well, look at yourself when you're when you're uh, doing free work, right? Uh, at the club. Yeah. That was like constantly networking, putting yourself out there. Now, I think you could argue in some respects, you have a passive network that people come to you and say, yo, I really saw how you worked. Like, you want to do this project? You wanna do-? do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, that's exactly. called working smart, in my opinion. Like, you're you're getting people to now come to you and you can actually manage and uh, assess which clients, um, best suit the business, work with. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's awesome, man. So going back to, again, the photography and videography aspect, you know, um, working in the business, are there any projects particularly that you favor more? Do you enjoy doing more corporate, um, either because of the money or the creativity involved, or do you enjoy doing smaller gigs like the Nima Nas tour? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of, I mean, my favorite will always be sports just cause like, I just love sports. Oh, okay. Right, right. Um, that, that'll probably always be my favorite, but I mean, I only say that because I know that's my favorite right now. Like I'm starting to dabble into other things. I love the the show because that was just such a quick turnaround. Yeah. Right. Um, so I, I just love how quick and easy it was and how great it was to meet more people. It was fun. I was yeah. laughing the whole time. Yeah. You know, like, green that room. Was pretty yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Um, corporate. I I like corporate because it pays good. Yeah. Um, dealing with corporate people is interesting. It's not really my style of work, but I mean like. Again, it's like you have so many levels of people that you got to communicate through to get the deal done and whatnot. I've only done a few, not, not like nothing special, but I definitely want to keep growing in the corporate area because I know that's going to be like, like where money is going to come from in the future um, to be able to scale the business quickly. 
So, I mean, yeah, I like corporate for the money. I like it just because it's such a high level environment. Um, but I feel like, yeah, sports would probably always be my favorite just because I am a sports guy, right? I just love that environment in, in general, even though it's honestly the most work. Like, people don't understand. Sports videography is probably the hardest thing that I can think of. That you now, why is that? Can you shed light world. on that? Yeah, the reason is, and now the only thing I haven't done is, like, short films. Like, I've never been in, in a, I've, done, I've been on movie sets and whatnot, but I've never, like, been through a whole process start to finish. So that's right. the only thing I can't compare to. I'm comparing more, like, small gigs. Like, you do, like, a, a corporate video for business or you do professional headshots or, like, what we did. Right. That, compared to sports, well, it's not comparable. Reason is, one, this like, just trying to get the settings right is insane because it's such fast oh, yeah. moving, right? such a like fast you, paced game right <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's fast paced you got to yeah. get your settings dialed in you have to get and the challenge with that is the higher like the frame rate and whatnot um, the, the higher the ice needs to be now lighting comes into effect and again you're shooting a game this is not a set you can't control the lighting sometimes the lighting is horrible okay do you have the right equipment which is why i had to upgrade my equipment right because i'm some gyms like it just looks, I might as well shoot on my iPhone. The lighting's so bad. And the I believe just it. wasn't working, yeah, right? Yeah. So just like the settings alone is a pain. Second, the camera work, being able to track these players, follow them and trying to get like, if you want it, like I really try to make my shot cinematic. I'll send you a, a link to a video I just did recently. Yeah, for sure. Tell, like this is high quality work for the sports world, but it's like, I know these angles. It takes time to understand where are the angles are. Cause think, there's a game going on. Like, you're not going to stop the game and, hey, can you do that dunk again so I can get a yeah. different angle? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you got to know where the spots are and it's a whole court. You got to move around it, right? Which is why I have a team that way we can hit the different angles exactly. and not have to worry about missing things. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of, like, thinking that goes behind it because you have one shot. Like, tonight, there's a huge game going on, UBC um, versus SFU. Um, you know, two uh, pretty big schools, the two biggest schools in the province here playing against each other. Um, and it's like they only play each other once a year because they're in two different leagues. <clears throat> SFU is NCAA, so they play in the States. UBC, CIS, so they play the top schools here right? Um, in Canada. So anyways, long story short, this is the one time they'll play until next year again. So it's like I've been planning all week for this game, literally, like what are the angles, this and that. And then you got to think even the post-production. When I make, um, like, for example, Nima's show, like the photos – simple just you know put it in lightroom adjust right. some black and white the right. video simple i didn't do no color grading just took it as it was um from the camera just you know play with the rotation time into the music done got it whereas with like sports you watch a sports show on tv you have like the score the the broadcast everything when they score a goal the different angles the celebrations the transitions to show the replays so i do all that stuff as well i don't do it live well, right you gotta now. include all that it's not just like a promo video like a demo no it's not just, wow it's, no, not just you gotta put demo. the yeah, score so, and everything wow oh yeah yeah so we'll have like the scores flashbacks and like we post live so this is just for social media so it's not like actually like a live tv show but it's like right. we post on the go so I think, as soon as the quarter ends like within a minute, the score is posted. So people who aren't at the game can see the score. They can share it live. And so every quarter will post the scores with clips from the quarter and photos from the quarter. So you got to think it's like, not only are we doing all this, we're editing this on the go and rendering it out, posting on social media. Now you got to think about the hashtags, yeah. tagging the players, the coaches. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. Man. Yeah, it sounds like a, a yeah, it sounds like an ordeal, <laughs> like a process. Oh yeah. But yeah. um, you know what? Like, hey, you sound like you're very experienced in it, right? And that's what uh, it comes down to, uh, making mm-hmm. your life easier by the more you do, right? Just kind of yeah. uh, spending hours and hours uh, going at your craft. Um, 
but yeah, like just going back to, uh, that event and other clients that you had, you know, as creative individuals, we're constantly faced with multiple challenges and like those delayed gratifications, right. And essentially every yeah. aspect of our lives, personally and professionally. So when you do some project like that, you know, keep in mind, it takes like a week, three weeks, maybe a month, uh, that delayed gratification is quite evident. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it, you don't, you don't feel that uh, reward until it's completed. Um, but that's what we live for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because when it yeah. is completed and we see the final product and we see people's reactions to it, um, you know, or just getting, uh, that professional acknowledgement, uh, in the industry, potential clients and whatever have you, um, that is what, uh, we strive towards. That's what, uh, makes it all worth it for us. So I want to know from you, like, how do you cope with moments of despair or lack of motivation when it does come to your artistry? Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. Something I'm still working on personally. I I don't feel like there, that that I have the answer. There's people that are struggling, but how I personally deal with it is just, I try to keep working. I try to keep being creative. So like if I have a point where I can actually right now, um, the last month or so has been my personal slow period um with sports like things kind of died down as kids are starting to go back to school and whatnot and now basketball season is just starting again so i try to get through it just by hey you know what this is what i do let me just keep working let me just keep reaching out to people i might not be getting paid right but it always pays me the future right i picked up two new clients um and a few gigs like the gig i did with you right right Um, by just getting out there putting my name out there and it also keeps me sane because if i'm not doing that um like i'm at home right it's like i work from home and I, I like I'll go psychotic here. It's like just Yo, I, I respect that so much. It's like because our, our jobs require us mostly to work from home because the bulk of the project is editing. Let's be honest, eighty yeah. um, percent. Yeah. But like I, I like that you just take on gigs just to get out of the house or create gigs for yourself, right? Just to yeah, yeah. I, I love that man. Yeah. yeah, like I like I really have to because um, a lot of the work. So for example, with the basketball league right now, I'm managing the media for it. We'll go out. I don't even go out. That's the thing. I got contract my team to go out to capture the content. Oh, wow. And so, yeah. So they go on the weekends and get it. So like I'm at home on the weekend and then I'm at home all week going through the content. Right. So it's like, I just like, I'm just like, man, I feel like I'm in prison sometimes. Like we're just here stuck in the house. Yeah. yeah. Like I got to get out. So 100%. I, yeah. That's kind of what I do, even whether it's like this situation where I, I just need to get out the house or if it's like I'm in a creative low, there's not much going on for me. It's like, just let me get out. And the same thing that I, my biggest challenge and even beyond not having work to do is not being able to be creative. You have those times. It's like for 100%. writers, we call it writer's block. Yeah. Like that moment where it's like, man, I have this thing I kind of want to do, but I cannot see the vision. Yeah. I cannot create it. And that's rare for me. Like I'm so like, it's all you yeah know, you're always on point <laughs> yeah so so when it happens it really hits me hard because it's so rare and i really don't know how to get through that so if anyone has answers i'm all ears but for me personally what i do is right. i go back to the very beginning it's like what inspires you what inspired you right i'll go watch some of the people that i love their work on instagram or youtube i'll go watch some of my old work my favorites i'll go watch it again um, and sometimes like I'll see a video I haven't seen for like a year. I'm like, oh my goodness, I was right. And I try to get that emotional spark going because that's usually where creative creativity flows. Of course. From a, an emotional spark. Yeah. And so that's what I try to do when I have a creative doll is reflect on my past favorite work, reflect on some of my favorite creatives current work and try and get that emotional spark going again and find something new or just get a different environment listen to different music yeah right listen to a lot of hip-hop because of sports listen to something else watch something completely different than what i'm used to right maybe a documentary i usually don't watch documentaries but maybe maybe watch that and who knows right just try and get 
out of what you are used to because that's yeah. also maybe why that doll's there. So that's kind of how I deal with that. And sometimes it's just simply taking a step back, right, to avoid burning out. Like as much as yeah. like, we want to, you know, agree or you know believe in that concept of just plowing through it and and you know, I mean, just it, it'll it'll figure itself out, sort itself out. Uh, there have been times where I just had to take a step back because you don't want to be in a situation where you're just kind of sick of the work or you're just, um, mm. you know what I mean? Like in a rut. So, um, yeah, take some time off, you know, like this tour that I was so grateful to be a part of was a perfect example of, you know, leading up to it. I was just always in my room editing or just doing odd film projects here and there. And then, um, it gave me finally the opportunity to just kind of get out work at the same time, but I was also able to travel and like connect with individuals like yourself, like this broader team. Mm. Um, and that's what I live for, right? Like, it's like, what else, what better way to serve your mental health, um, yeah. than to, like you said, get out of the house or get out of your own head. I, I should really say, right. So I love mm-hmm. that. Love that attitude. Um, and I want to know from you, like, what advice would you give to those individuals who struggle to create or fear being rejected? Um, you know, getting creative blocks, things like that. Yeah. Do what you love, right. At the end of the day, it's like, you gotta, if, if you don't love this, you're going to quit sooner or later. Might as well quit now. Exactly. <laughs> like, yo, 100%, I know that's kind of blunt, right? yeah. but, I love that. but I'll yeah. keep it a hundred percent, man. If you don't love this, find something else that you love and do, you know, cause it's like, like, you know, video editing is tedious. Right? 100%. Video editing is so <laughs> tedious. Yeah. And it's like, I just talked to another homie just yesterday. Who's like, you know what? I'm going to stick to photography strictly because of how tedious video editing is. And I'm like, I don't blame you, man. So it's right. like, but, but if you, but like, I love videos. I don't like, I know it's tedious, but it's like, I just want to see that result so badly. I'll right. go through the pain, even if I'm not getting paid. Right. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, I just want to see that result. So it's like, do what you love. Cause if you love it, you'll, you'll find a way through it. That's the number one thing. And at the same time, be realistic. Yeah. Be realistic. Like you, you don't want to, I mean, I'm not saying don't chase your dreams, but don't die for your dreams, right? Plan your dreams out. Take your time and figure out how are you going to actually make your dreams come true. A lot of people want to like be creative. So want to be a director. They want to create this short film or whatever, but they don't really know what they want. Like, okay, yeah. cool. But beyond that in your lifestyle, like what do you see for your life? Cause I mean, like for me personally, I'll be, I'll be real. Like I'm single you know what I'm saying like I'm building, I'm, like I'm, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I, I just know my, the way I work is not conducive for a relationship right now because I'm trying to, I'm really trying to build an empire. It's starting to grow. Like, so happy you're transparent about this. Doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's already interrupted. I just want to say I'm so happy you're like transparent because that's something that we as creatives or entrepreneurs, whatever have you, like kind of struggle to art, like, uh, basically explain to people, right? Is like just mm-hmm. conceptualize like the idea that you know, it's not a conventional life and it requires us to be all over the place. So how can we create a lasting relationship? Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying it's not possible, but just from my direction, I know I prioritize my work and I've tried to talk to girls, you know, and it's, it's not that it's a, they're, they're great people, but I just like, you know what? I, I will cancel my date to go for a shoot that just popped up last second. Same. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm no, uh, yeah. Or just your mind will be, or you rather spend the weekend editing so you can editing. get, get ahead of our project so you can work on another Absolutely. project. Yeah. Cause it's just like, like, okay, you're cool. I do like you. I vibe with you, but you don't come over this project that I'm, I'm working on building. You don't come over my dreams. I'm sorry that's just what it is and like imagine telling a girl that like within the first two weeks dating her like (laughs) say goodbye to that no yeah exactly so that's why i say like know what you want because again i'm not saying you can't have relationship i'm not saying you can't have different things but i know for me the level that i'm personally pushing and the amount of hours i dedicate to this yeah there's certain things i have to sacrifice but i know what i want right and i'm willing to wait to build my family 
to finish building my empire. That's hundred uh, percent well said. Um, and that's something that every creative should kind of instill in their mind. Like you said, it can be done. Like there's people we know, like they're in relationships, they date and things like mm-hmm. that. But it's at the end of the day, what you really want. Like I know situations and I've been in that situation where I've been in a long-term relationship where it's taken away from, you know, my focus or my path as an artist um, mm-hmm. because your mind's somewhere else, right? It's only natural. You're only human. Um, so you kind of have to assess, like, are you going to be one foot in one foot out or do you want to go full force all in? Well, if you want to go full force all in, um, you're going to have to make those sacrifices. And if that means, you know, not being in a relationship at this time, uh, maybe not going to a certain party. Um, I'm just so happy. Like we, we share that same mindset. Uh, that's something that I struggle with. I'm still a human. I'm sure you do as well. Like at the end of the day, like, you know, um, we sometimes, you know, want that break or we want to like, you know, maybe, uh, have that leisurely fun as well. Um, but then we'll look at our list of directives and we'll look at our agenda and we'll say, no, nah, but what really matters, what really counts. Right. Cause I, yeah. I, I discovered in this pandemic, I'm a bit of a workaholic, maybe more so um, than I'll give myself credit. I for. definitely am. I know. You know what I mean? Buddy? I, don't know, yeah. I don't know if it's a good or bad thing, but yeah, exactly. Right. Like I, I will definitely like work to death if I have to. Um, and that's what you mean is like, don't kill yourself for your dream, but if it's worth it to you, do it if you have to, you know what I mean? It's like that, that uh, common conception of like, if you want, um, you know, you want to be successful when you want it more than breathing. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's like, that's how, that's how I'm feeling at this stage in my life. It's like, we're, we're reaching the bottleneck. Everything's kind of coming together. There's so much more like risks that I'm taking, (laughs) you know what I mean? I just leaving a current job, you know, for this job kind of thing. And it's like, it's do or die. Like I'm all in kind of thing, you know? Um, so I'm so happy that, uh, you agree with me and, uh, you're on the same mindset and you're sharing that insight, educating our uh, audience. Um, if they have, you know, they're, they're on that dilemma, right. Um, if they're, if they're facing, uh, which road they should take. Um, so I think it's so important to have that for sure. Um, yeah, honestly, man, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast, you know, having this conversation with me. Um, it really means a lot, you know, sharing your insight. You seem like a very, um, hardworking, uh, driven individual, like I've mentioned before, or earlier in the podcast episode. And I'm really excited for uh, what's to come on your portfolio. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And I uh, appreciate the time that you've given me to, to continue to share my passion and have this conversation. This was, this was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. That's great. Thank you so much, Daniel. I really appreciate that. Uh, thank you again for coming on the podcast. Thank you, everybody else, for listening. And we'll talk soon.